0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are back and getting ready for the 2022 CFL season. Today we're running three strong, myself, John, Matt, and Tyler. We've got a pre-free agency podcast for you where we're going to go over who's been the best signing so far, uh, who's who's re-signed with their team, who's been the worst re-signing, who's the best available player out there given a bold free agency prediction and finally giving an outlandish way to fix the cfl that will actually work boys how we feeling
1: i'm so happy yeah (laughs) i'm so
2: excited to pod again (laughs) this is awesome and also shout,
1: shout, shout out to cfl reddit who is now going to to be blasting our content out for us
0: maybe that would be nice
1: well, I mean, at least in the Reddit in the Reddit forum, which is which is where most of the listenership should be coming from, anyway.
0: Sure. Yeah, true. We have not talked until, uh, or we have not talked since after the Grey Cup, um, so we've had time to think, and free agency is quickly approaching. We're recording this on the eighteenth of January. Free agency officially starts nine a.m. Pacific time on February eighth. Um, In the meantime, teams are re-signing or extending players currently under contract. Um, So we're getting into a little bit of that, what has happened, what's going to happen. Um, Guys, but I I feel like we should just dive right in. We got a lot of content to get to. Can I make one comment before we start? Yes.
1: The NFL wildcard weekend sucked. Excuse
2: me, excuse me, excuse me. Super wild card weekend.
1: Oh, yes, uh, Super wild card weekend <laughs> Thank was you. absolute garbage. Four of the six games were absolute washes. They were yes. unwatchable after one or one and a half quarters. It was uncompetitive. The the only highlight is the Cowboys losing in that. It. Was great. But that's yes. that's that's just more that's more of like a Mike McCarthy like is funny kind of enjoyed not good. The content, the game was actually bad. Both teams actually played pretty
0: mediocre. No, compared to, uh, you know, they've got more games here to right the ship, but compared to the uh, CFL playoffs, the NFL's not looking too good right now. No. I also want to preface our pod by saying that nearly all of my salary numbers are going to come from Farhan Lalji, so I'm going to credit him now rather than just Credit him every single time I throw a number out there. Yes. So that's for the people out there. If I, I here's some foreshadowing. If the CFL would maybe open their books on salary, I wouldn't have to do. wouldn't have to guess these numbers. <laughs> um. So jumping right in to what has been the best re-signing extension in before free agency officially opened. So this is players that were under contract. Or free, or people who are not under contract at all, have already signed with a team for the twenty twenty two season. Matt, kick us off here.
2: Okay, so I'm going to choose my synecdoche for this entire phenomenon. Okay. But the best free agent signing is, and this is from the perspective of a GM. Any GM that was able to lock in a wide receiver prior to the Lucky Whitehead signing, specifically Mr. Reginald Bennington.
0: Dude, dude we are co simpatico <laughs> yes. That's my number one pick so as well. I think,
2: <laughs> so if you've got the exact number, I think he was about 160. 167,000 um, yeah.
0: for the 2022 season.
2: So uh, he is worth, I believe, as much or more than Lucky Whitehead. Um Yes. But I think, you know, I think he's probably kicking himself. I, he probably is fired his agent at this point. Um, but the, and it just because the Atlanta, uh, Brian Burnham this year made $202,000. So we we've broken that threshold. Um, I think Burnham was the highest paid, um, this year. So we've broken the $200,000 threshold. Um, but to go up to 230 and for Bagleton to be down at 160, that's a well, steal on. I of want a to deal. I'll
0: correct you. Sorry, Lucky Whitehead is only at 2,000.
2: Oh, oh, sorry. What did I? What am I thinking then? Oh, that's um, his escalator for next year. Sorry. Yes. 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 Sorry. He's got an escalator up to the I think the two twenties or two thirties next year. Um, yes. And it, so, but yeah, so Bagleton for 167 is is a steal of a deal. Um, he'll continue to. Uh, to do numbers
0: yep so i will tyler if you don't have the same thing i'll jump in right now just because that's mine exact one is reggie bagleton the value is absurd um for i think a clear-cut top five guy uh somebody who's proven it multiple uh seasons um so yeah bagleton has been the best re-signing so far uh of the 20 young 22 are we talking are we
1: talking extensions as well
0: yeah, yeah, that counts.
1: Uh, I, I'd have to say the two the two most important in terms of impact to the league to me is the re-signing of Jackson Jeff Jeffcoat and Willie Jefferson. I'm going to pair them that together is, just because...
2: That is my but, other one, yeah. That is my yeah. secondary one, interestingly enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, and, but wait, your... wait, wait. And also,
1: Boris Beattie being re-signed. Huh. The, boot. The, the man is a monster. At what he does want, he does. very limited things, but he does them extremely well.
0: So, here's the thing for... I couldn't find Jeff Coates' salary, but Jefferson is going to get about $225,000 for the 2022 20, season. That's a lot of money. Especially considering all the guys Winnipeg has not re-signed. Uh, Zach Galeros... Um, Um, Why am I blanking on his name right now? I have him in my notes. Andrew Harris, possibly Kenny Lawler if he doesn't get a uh, NFL deal. So that's a load of money. But Willie, Willie Jefferson's dominance, to me, is worth that much and how he impacts so many different facets of the game. So, yeah, I love that. That's a great, great signing. Yeah. And then... One other I'll add, see how you guys like about, like this one, is I like the Jake Mayer apprenticeship program that they're going to be running in Calgary. That is a good bit of business to get him back there under the wing of uh, Bo for another year. Um, and I think that works out well for them.
2: Yeah. I was surprised by it. Um, yes. And I, I, it's really interesting to see the telegraphing of um of Bo's retirement like I I don't know like we've we've not been following the CFL for for that long but like in any sport that's a real I don't you know that that's surprising um yes especially because it seems like CFL quarterbacks are longer tenured with other than injury lower turnover so um, to just say, yeah, we're we're locking this guy down. He's going to be our our guy in two, maybe three years, yeah. but certainly no longer than three years, and yeah. as soon as next as twenty twenty three. So, um, that's an interesting play. But yeah, I, we, have to,
1: we I, need you know. to talk about the most important, important one of the off season so far. Though. I mean, we've talked about the yeah, basketball. we're talking but about it right now. Now, the most that's important what is, this
2: pod is about.
0: Is is Dane, <laughs> is Dane, is Dane Evans. Okay, so that did not crack my list uh,
2: because, A, they should have gone with Masoli. Now, do you we mean know that this? that's not the best signing, but that's the most important signing, the, the most, most impactful signing?
1: most impactful in terms of, okay. This is this is...
0: the old MOP versus best player debate?
2: <laughs> oh. No, so
0: here's the thing. Okay, obviously Team Masoli spokesperson over here, he's going to prosper wherever he goes, and Hamilton should have picked him. However, he so I had a theory that Dane Evans was the unvaccinated one, and that's why they stayed with Masoli so long. It's actually the reverse. Jeremiah oh Masoli my. is unvaccinated. Does that change now, your has, stance
1: on Jeremiah Masoli? No, this
0: it? doesn't affect my stance on him. I, is, that,
2: it, is that confirmed? I've seen that, that all over Twitter and on pretty, Reddit. But
0: I, you know what, it may not I, be confirmed. I think it is a pretty well believed rumor if jeremiah
1: <laughs> masoli wants to come on the podcast to objection
2: repeat, motion to, to strike from evidence like so, that does not count okay,
0: i am going if to jeremiah go wants to come
1: on the pod and clear things up we're more than welcome to
0: be jeremiah I if, know you're you, listening. if you if that is correct if that is true i don't know how a team can sign him as their, as even competing for a starting job in 2022 when there's the restrictions for travel within the provinces is going to be year round, season long. So if that's the case, then I think Masoli made people's decisions for them. Uh, we'll be it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But Hamilton should have picked Masoli. That's all I'll say. Last I'll say <laughs> on that until the season
2: starts. Yeah, I mean it is. Uh, you got to feel for the guy having you know, put them in contention for that gray cup. And then to say, thank you for your service. um, We're going with the other guy, even though, I mean, obviously. Okay. Throughout the season, there was ups and downs, but.
0: But, okay, let's, I know I've said this on the podcast before. (laughs) This is what it is. I am so fascinated. I would love to know the inner workings. Jeremiah Masoli beat Dane Evans in a preseason competition twice. One of those times, after Dane Evans went thirteen and three as a starter, or whatever, twelve and so, and led them to a Grey Cup, Masoli came back in the beginning of the twenty twenty one season and took the starting job again. So yeah, but that's
1: because Dane, Dane Evans was still suffering from post vax, you know, ailment. That,
0: that is an interesting point. I hadn't considered <laughs> it. But so that is like. To then now be like, you're right, we've got full faith in this guy who you've yet to put your full faith in is an interesting decision. But um, <laughs> we will see. I, I, We will see how that one plays out. Um, what I will say about quarterback situations in the CFL is having two viable starters is a necessity and not a luxury. Mm. So mm. all teams should keep that in mind as I'm sure they have. Like... Scatch, the fact that Sketch made it through an entire season and into the playoffs with Isaac Harker as their backup, no offense, was <laughs> playing with fire. <laughs> with as, as, like, this upcoming season, with as crazy as Cody Fajardo plays, Scatch better have a great backup for him. Moving on, now we will talk about the worst signing so far. Um, Maybe we disagree with it because we don't like the player. Maybe we don't like the money. Um, Tyler, kick us off here.
1: My worst signing. Sorry, I'm scrolling through here. My worst signing is somebody who wasn't signed and was lost to the NFL, actually. That's Braden Lennius. Nice like. little twist there. <laughs> Braden Lennius was released to go to the NFL. Not
2: the category. Not the category. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, but, you know but, what?
1: But, but the one that made me the most upset uh, of, of all of them.
0: So okay. for, me, for me personally, it's the worst. I will say what I noted with that is Brian Burnham never got an NFL shot. That was shocking.
1: He's never even like been on a. Practice he, roster or anything like that?
0: He has been with the Lions since 2014, I believe.
1: That is kind consistent. of consistent. Now it's kind of too late, I would say.
0: Yeah, at 31, it's too late. Oh, boy. But that I, was surprising considering a guy like Linnaeus, who has high upside, but I wouldn't call him a producer. Uh, I yeah. Would, yeah. So Well, yeah, maybe
2: oh. you, you kind of see that um, in the position players. Like even yep. uh, Streveler. Who's like, yep. So you get these weird niches where uh, the guys can slide in. Um, Absolutely. And then if they're young enough.
0: Well, no. Like that, as is, that
2: is a bummer. But like, it, Willie also, Jefferson
0: should be in the NFL. <laughs> well,
2: I think, he, like, he, he had a entire, entire back the line. In yeah. In
0: 2019 where he dominated, I guess. But they just said, you're too old.
1: Oh, that's so oh, lame. What a killer. Well, it's, I mean, so, it's, our, it's our benefit, but it's so lame. Oh,
0: Yeah. Well, it's Winnipeg's benefit. I, I don't okay, know I'm, our... I'm
1: going to make a statement. There hasn't been a bad free agent signing yet, in you my opinion.
2: wrong.
0: I,
1: I there has agree. been one, in
2: John has and John and I know what it is. Lucky lucky white Whitehead. whitehead. <laughs> That's
0: correct. <laughs> $200,000. And I will say, t- that is, I think, I just the needs that BC has. They have a D-line that was last in the league in sacks. They have a running game that was last in the league in rushing yards. Their offensive line was porous uh, at best. They need to shore up other areas. They're tying up a lot of money into a single receiver, an exceptional receiver who can certainly sway games for them. And some have said he was part of the most explosive offense of 2021. Uh, but it's a
2: risk. All right. Are we ready for. A Is hot there take? any.
1: Well, hold on one second. Is there any bad releases? Yes. Is there any b- bad releases? Uh, There's not like okay, that you can that's that is a lot of money. Is I have
2: I do have one bad release um, which is take. which is Kenny Stafford. Um, yeah. 100%. Does Rick does Rick Campbell expect to have an extra $700,000 available to him come free agency?
0: <laughs> that is the million dollar
1: question. 000,
0: is it, 000, is question. Is it not? <laughs>
2: Uh, I would say it, yes. It seems like that's. <laughs> it I've, seems like that's what this is projecting to me. Is that in years where we talk about them working around Michael Riley, um, they yes. are expecting to not have to do that. So which
0: that would change the that would that would definitely change my interpretation of this signing. Right, but as of so far, we've not seen that. Um, um, how we I, I, I think that is I think it will happen but I, I liked your take Matt about why wouldn't he play just this one more year bank that money and then be done
2: it you can seems never,
0: he can never <laughs> go back to making this much money again right his, it seems
2: crazy not crazy I won't say that like it seems like without knowing any of the details it seems like that's what I would do. But obviously he's had injury issues. um, He's looking forward to whatever his career is post-football. And if it involves anything physical, like an elbow injury um, right before he starts a a new career. How um, would that affect becoming a
0: sacristan?
2: (laughs) I think he would be okay. Okay. Definitely would
0: (laughs) be all right. Okay
2: uh but yeah for people so, that
0: don't know same church
2: <laughs> i Matt have seen Michael at, Riley at, at church before uh-huh. um so yeah so i i don't know that uh, i i can tell you right now i have not approached him and asked him about it so
1: have you ha- ha- can you get a little as everybody like can you dude this maybe, is hey, where
0: you become the adam Shepherd. yeah can the CFO. You, sneak, get you gotta the you gotta scoops. like see, sneak into the confession or something.
2: Zip, zip.
0: That is it, Tyler. That's what he needs to do. He needs to impersonate the priest. Yes, exactly. Get him, <laughs> in, the, get him in that confessional <laughs> and let's go. I am sorry, but this, this podcast is too important not to take those risks.
2: <laughs> no, okay. I, All right. we, we, I, we should probably edit this out anyways, but no. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, no, I, I, I think
0: that's, that would totally change this signing. But then, okay, so let's say, let's just move forward. Michael Riley is retiring. You now have money tied up in a position player in Lucky Whitehead. And, and then a second-year quarterback is tasked with getting him the ball. Who um, He's good. Rourke is good, but I wouldn't say he would be a top half of the league quarterback. Well so now not without
1: in, not without lucky way anyway. You'd wouldn't be
0: putting him behind what you may expect to be a subpar offensive line and they still need to address the running game. So now that signing is better because it gives Rourke an outlet, but you are still not really helping out your rookie quarterback by protecting the the people directly around him in the pocket. That's all I'll say. There's it's not it wouldn't be all good if Riley leaves.
2: No. Um but I think the options are very attractive to, because you've already you know you've got money already available for the offensive line. So what that what seven hundred thousand means is a three hundred thousand dollar quarterback, which I think you could probably get Harris or. Whew. That'd be um, interesting. You could you probably get Harris. for You don't it, think they just
0: you, go with Rourke?
2: Well, I'm just saying. Like I'm just yeah. laying out a hypothetical. Okay. I think at this point you could probably get Harris for three hundred. Uh, Masoli is probably closer to what, um, Evans got at around 400. Cause I think Arbuckle is sitting at
0: two. Th- he renegotiated,
2: but I think it was two plus the signing bonus. So he's really at three as well, 300. So I think, yeah. So anyways, I, th- I think yes. for three to $400,000 of that, you can get yourself a starting quarterback. Um, or an additional quarterback, right? Um yep. replacing that veteran to go with Rourke and then that gives you four hundred three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars to pick up a James Wilder, a Andrew Harris. Not saying that these guys would go, but like this that's the kind of money yes. you can now spend and a you can still lock up Burnham. Right? You yep. can give Burnham two hundred thousand dollars and spend another w- two hundred thousand on a running back and now you've kind of now you're kinda of rolling.
1: I do wonder if Burnham was maybe only going to agree to stay if Lucky Whitehead was there. If he didn't want to go it alone.
0: <sighs> Something to consider. These are, these are all... We wish, we shall see. Let's move on. Oh, but
2: then why would, why would he not si- have signed already?
1: Well, I mean, he's just trying to get the best deal he can.
2: <laughs> so he... <All> right. <laughs> He, he told Rick Campbell, you've got to sign Lucky Whitehead or else I'm or not no, maybe it may, or re-signing. Maybe Rick, maybe, and now maybe he's Lucky, still maybe, holding out?
1: <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe I mean, they have some things to work through just besides that. There's more okay. to come.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's, let's talk best available. Does that work for everybody? Yeah, can that I start works re- for me. by
1: uh, reading off the results of the CFL.ca poll for best available free agent? Uh, uh,
0: yeah, you can.
1: Uh, Andrew Harris clocked in at number one with 55, 55% of the vote. Wrong. S- Simone Lawrence, second with 20% of the vote. Zach Claros was third with 12%. Adam Big Hill, 5%. Stanley Bryant, Brian Burnham, and other were all tied with 2%. All right, well, and then I'm surprised. Jo- they John, are. John was may have been the only one who voted because it got, only got one percent of the vote, but Jeremiah Solley got one percent ah. of the vote.
0: I did. <laughs> that is not my pick. So, I was not. All mean, right, John,
2: start us off.
0: The answer, with a little asterisk, that if the contract's at about 185,000, then it's the best contract is Duke Williams. Either, in my opinion, he, along with Bagleton is a certified top-five receiver. I think him and Geno Lewis are probably the best 50-50 ball catchers in the league. Um, and I think with Skatch having re-signed Kyron Moore, and today they re-signed Shaq Evans, um, they are going to still need a third option there. Uh, now, the Kyron Moore contract is worth... 120000 in 2022. That's I don't have deal. specifics on Evans. Um, I would I would say that Duke Williams uh, would be worth more than Kyron Moore. Uh, so I'm thinking, like I said, one hundred eighty five dollars uh, would be about that price. But, Skatch has already locked up defensive end A.C. Leonard for 205000 going into the 2022 season. Good for him. Because he's Very a beast, good. absolute. He's a beast, beast. absolute beast. Biggest so.
1: snub, biggest snub of the of the, the
0: so, so that is a lot of that's money locked up already. So I see a world, especially after the Whitehead two hundred thousand contract, that Duke finds its finds his way out into the open market, uh, and to me, uh, he'd be the best snag for anybody looking to bolster their passing game.
2: Yeah. So I did have Duke on the top of my just raw list, but I don't think there's any way anyone gets him for under 200.
0: I know. So <laughs>
2: just me, I know well, I so, think well uh, it'll be So my best available are receivers who underperformed huh. relative to their talent last year, specifically <laughs> Brandon Banks. <laughs> no, not no. Not like underperformed in a like embarrassing way, okay. not Josh that Ray. it was embarrassing. He's a running back. Uh, so specifically, uh, so two guys on the red blacks. So R.J. Harris and Kenny Stafford. I think oh. those are guys who didn't have a season that their agent can go in and hammer uh, a GM on, but are still so are still great pickups uh, for a reasonable price. And then the one guy that I do think still has oh, I think something left in him, um, but did not have a good 2021 outing was Darrell Walker. Um, and yes, so those are my those three be best available pickups. So that's that's what the best available right like, now is yep. GM's looking for a value wide receiver. Beyond that, it's just, uh, the, the, we've talked about this, John, but the, the running back market will be a very interesting, um, you'll, I think you're going to see a lot of guys get squeezed out. The money's um,
0: going to the wide receivers, I think. They right.
2: Should. Yeah. So whoever does land, um, yeah. James Wilder and uh, Andrew Harris is going to be in a a really good position.
0: So I... So here's... I only see currently two for sure guys, Duke Williams and Brian Burnham, as being hard and fast that they deserve lucky whitehead money. Do you guys see anybody else up there?
2: Oh, Um, man. I...
0: I I will say, I think Brandon Banks maybe pushes for it, but I don't think he gets that money in free agency. I think Lawler,
2: if he comes back... Oh, great point. I didn't think so. Yep. yep. So Lawler, if he comes back... Yeah, no, there's really not...
0: Just Jalen Acklin?
2: Well, I was going to say... Yeah, I was going to say Jake Wieneke.
0: So that's... So Wieneke, for me, is... What you're talking about, Matt, like maybe the ve- best value pickup. Because I. Oh, if, see, I think he's going to command. Bagleton if, is uh, 167. Now, I know that's a pre. Bagleton's 167.
2: Yes, yes. We are anti Whitehead. And... I, I but I
0: can't see Weineke getting. I can see Weineke being in the, the 150 range. To be honest. <sighs> Because I, I don't think people are willing to pay him as a number one. He's brilliant opposite Gino Lewis in Montreal. But I'm not sure he's a number one. That's my take. That's my, take. But Wien- that's my opinion! Wieneke is a name I wrote down specifically to bring in as the third of the three-headed monster in uh, Saskatchewan. With Kyron Moore, Shaq Evans, and maybe Wieneke. That would Wrong. be three freaking good options.
2: I will save act, that Dar- for Adams as my, my bold prediction.
0: Okay. All right. T-Pressed, who's your best available? It's, it's, ple- did you change the rules on us?
2: <laughs> yeah, what's I'd, this going to be? Is it like best available before they sign with another team? or what? <laughs> <laughs> Best available if they hadn't extended? Uh,
1: it's, it's Brian Burnham. I, I didn't factor. Did I didn't factor in value here. Just best player on the board.
2: Yeah, Brian Burnham. Yeah, I can't so, believe
1: Andrew Harris got fifty-five percent of the vote in this poll. I don't. Really so
2: you're you're know. talking right now. You've got to decide who to bring, um, or te- to keep on your Saskatchewan Rough Riders teams. Are you taking Duke or Brian Burnham over Duke Williams? No. Not you, John.
0: Okay. Well, no for me.
1: Tyler. <laughs> yes 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 for yes for me
2: okay 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 let well throw should out... we jump right into my ultra bold because let me
0: throw out just some other names because they have not been okay. mentioned other big ones but like I didn't even bother with this because he's going to resign with Winnipeg Adam Big Hill like but uh, boring yeah,
2: that's all of the Winnipeg guys because yeah. I, I think basically Winnipeg's going to be really top heavy yeah. when you have a chance at a 3
1: you don't leave that's yeah, exactly so it, what I it, think.
2: There, there are going to be some guys on Winnipeg that, I'm sorry I don't know your name, but they were expecting a payday bump you know, a because yeah. they did well last year. Um, they're going to have to go find that elsewhere because the money is available for Caleros and Big Hill and Harris, and they're going to get it, and they're going to re-sign, and just the top line is going to have to do it next year if they want a 3 Pete.
0: I think I agree with that. It'll be interesting. Uh, Ed, I, got, I, got
1: one, I got one for you, Ed Ganey.
0: Yep, Ed Gainey. So for me, also Jared Davis and Dylan Wynn from Hamilton, as well as Simone Lawrence. Those are all – I know we talk – I feel like if a defensive player ever heard our podcast, they'd turn it off immediately. We do care about you guys. We don't talk about DBs enough. DB is – We just love the – we love the, the
1: offense. It's hard to m- talk
2: is, about. Like, there's no stats.
1: Is DB the most important position in the CFL? I, mean, I would argue Defensive
2: it is. end.
0: Defensive end is the most important defensive position. Yeah, but opinion.
1: those D backs give the if they're not if they play like crap, then those defensive ends have no time to do anything anyway. True,
0: but I think I think DN is the most important defensive position.
1: I think it's the D, I think it's the DBs. I think look who gets down. paid. I think more. That's all in, I gotta I, say. I think locking down the pa- I, I, okay, offensive linemen don't get paid very well in the NFL, and I would say they're the most important players. All right.
0: noted? Yeah. T Matt. Yeah, I know you've been waiting. Yeah, to so the ultra
2: bold opponent. is 2022. Brian Burnham will be wearing green and white. Oh! I, I as soon as they released Lenius, I said, "There's your yes." There's your check. As soon as, they, as soon as Lenius was, I think they might even keep Duke Williams as well.
0: Oh. That would be insane if they keep the. Thor well, then, and I,
2: I really, I, I thought or, that a the, lot the more before they. I thought they were going to release Shaq Evans. So okay. that is a surprising signing for me, which makes me think I'm like, a thinking, little more Cody, trepidatious Cody, about calling it. That makes it all something. the more bolder. Cody
0: but said yeah, something.
2: so ultra bold. Said, yeah, and back then back. I do have a second. So I don't know if you want to come around to me or I can just No, well, it I will say
0: you. I'll – I think they've already made the – I think the Jamal Moro re-signing early on locking him up shows what – I predicted in our end-of-the-year pod, I, I, or the last time we talked about the Riders. I think they're moving on from William Powell at running back. They're going to move to mm-hmm. Jamal Morrow there. And so, yeah, I mean, that would be a, that would be certainly a way to bring in another veteran and a really bolster of the roster if you're bringing Burnham. That would be awesome. Uh, and, yeah, Matt, give us your other one. What's your other bold
2: one? The other bold one is Jeremiah Masoli will be wearing red and white, oh. and black, and the red and, and black. So no, he'll be he'll be in Ottawa. <laughs> Ottawa red <laughs> and I, and black. He'll be in Ottawa red white and black. Okay. Um, and if uh, if for whatever reason vaccination status is a problem, he's got half his games in the territory and at least uh, four away games in the province. So. There's going to be only a limited number of games that he wouldn't be able to travel to. Yeah. Um, uh, so that that's it's just a good thing about staying within the the Ontario borders. I feel, but I actually not. really do think that he's going to be a red black.
0: I think I think red black Sorry, or or um, or uh, elk is my most likely pick.
2: So how uh, they have five quarterbacks on roster. Like how is it possible? They did that just signed sign... a new one today. They signed former <laughs> yeah, they, uh, Arizona Wildcats. Khalil Tate. Tate. Khalil Tate.
0: Yes. Yeah. How? Uh, don't ask. <laughs> don't ask. I don't know.
2: There's got to be can. a plan. The thing is I we just don't see enough trades to make yes. this make sense it's to me. Plot. Yeah. Like where are they going to go? They can only they're dress cut four. Oh, right. they can only dress two. None how of them. Are, cut I'm them?
0: sure they're just all well, they're probably just non guaranteed training camp contracts. I, I don't know. I guess that makes sense. All right, let me do my bold prediction. And I've got I've got this is gonna play out two different ways. But the way I see it playing out is where the boldness comes in. So my prediction is that Andrew Harris leaves the Winnipeg Blue Bombers oh, for the for the ultra-world. Toronto Argonauts. So, here's my fork in the road. Oh, Oh, that is Here's my fork in the road. They are going to re... I think there's no way Winnipeg doesn't re-sign Zach Caleros. They're going to re-sign him, and they're going to make him the highest-paid quarterback in the league. Thus, tying up a good chunk of change. So, Andrew Harris is going to be 35 when the season starts. A... Fairly likely scenario is he either just stays at his current contract or maybe even takes a discount rate. He three he goes for the three-peat, and then he retires. Or, as I'm predicting, he gets a little fed up. He says, I'm the one who got you that first one. And he says, F off with your lowball offer. I'm going to go try to make a great Cup. But I'm not going to do it in the West. Why would I take the hard road? I'm going to go out East. I'm going to go to a team that only had 48 rushing yards in the Eastern Final last year, and I'm going to bolster their run offense. He will join the Argonauts, and he will lead them to a third-place Eastern Conference finish.
2: <laughs> I think that's really uh, interesting because I, I do think that Toronto's main challenge was at quarterback, yeah. and obviously running back. But like, so he's they don't have a quarterback value. currently. That he can provide real good value yeah. right away, so that's I like that. Nice, yes. cool ultra bold. Thank you. T press.
1: Only got one for you. Oh,
0: that's all right. Well, two.
1: This first I'll do. I'll do the one that's for Peter first. Jashroon oh. Jeshrun Antui will not be playing in the CFL next season. Oh. Dude, oh. what the? That that's is so rude. rude. You're that's just so doing amazing. that just
0: to be mean to Peter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: it's awesome.
0: That's good. Uh,
1: and then my second one is that uh, Brandon Banks will no longer be a Hamilton Tiger cat next season.
2: Not bold enough.
0: No, no. I, I Not bold enough. Banks you got to call it. One the, call Banks your shot. Is, Banks is going to be one of the most interesting ones.
2: No, no, no. Not year. that he's not going to be on. I think that's, that's a fine prediction. I'm not saying that's. Not bold enough. Oh, you if want me, to, you want you want me to, to put? You want me to place? Where is he a t- going? You of course, I'm not team. just. Gonna... Yeah, I'll, like, I'll, oh, I'll... one of the one of a highly sought group of free agent wide receivers is going to move teams. Oh, oh my! Whoa, Kyle bold!
1: You're being called out. I think he goes with the BC Lions.
0: I I think that is a good call.
2: That's nice. Right. Oh man, that is ultra bold.
1: I think because I, I think him and Lucky Whitehead. Make an interesting pair, and I don't think Brian Burnham's going to be resigning. To your, to your, I I am validating your spicy uh, that's, take. I agree. He's not resigning there, uh, and I think that's going to be their their top two duo right there.
2: Does that leave BC too exposed with a for like a short yardage, almost kind of slot back, wide receiver? Makes me so nervous. I just want BC to succeed.
1: Know, <laughs> is it... <laughs> this, important... is,
2: this is separate from the podcast. This right, is just so me. Here, like, I just is... want BC to succeed. While we're, like, right, well, hate well, that they're while we're in the bold. Not doing well.
0: <laughs> we're in the bold genre. I hate that my mind is gone this direction. But as I talked about early on, maybe this is before we start recording. What I don't want for the 2022 season is to just have Winnipeg run it back with all the same guys and dominate.
1: I hate to say it, but that's probably what's going
0: to happen. <laughs> It's probably what's going to happen unless the other eight member teams conspire (laughs) to create one super team in the East, which, let's be honest, is going to be the Argos. And they need to have one challenger to the Bombers in the West, which unfortunately has to be the Rough Riders.
1: Not unfortunately. Very fortunate. So
0: they need to initiate a revenue sharing model between eight teams and exclude Winnipeg and funnel money (laughs) to those two teams, allow them to sign everybody who doesn't re-sign with Winnipeg. And so those three will battle each other just for the 2022 season.
1: Is this sort of how like the USSR used to play like the NHL all-stars? Something like that. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) But that is, uh, I guess maybe that segues well into our final segment of the evening which is outlandish ways to fix the cfl that might actually work um so i've got a couple outlandish ones to start with um number one i thought of was make nfts of every time cody fajardo doesn't slide and takes an unnecessary hit because i will buy them all so that will be my collection
2: so that's a revenue flow. My mind immediately went to NFTs, too. <laughs> <laughs> that number was the first thing I thought of. was like, how can we get, two, I, think we get I think we should go round robin. I think we should go round robin. I agree. Matt, you. what you got? So this one, after I texted the itinerary, uh, uh, Derek Dennis um, tweeted this out, like stole my idea, but would be to give a... Patch or a patch placement on the jersey where players could get individual sponsorships. Yep. So each team has their own jersey sponsors, but there's a prominent spot where every player could get sponsorships.
0: Yep. I agree. I, I saw his tweets as well, and yeah, I would love some por- some 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 Pornhub like sponsors on some of the jerseys that we Well, higher. I mean, it's
2: just going to be gambling sites, but
1: yes. <laughs> Like a Pornhub logo would look really good. But on what like, about on like Ambulance
0: maybe, uniforms. but all right, but maybe a Brady Oliveira. Some people could pool their money together and get a Shups and Preds. Ooh, oh, sticker. oh
2: <laughs> that's that where be I'd huge. be.
0: Angry, <laughs> no, that is a good idea. And that would be really freaking fun. All right. I got it's one. It's kind of like um, NILs. Yeah, exactly.
1: I got a huge one, boys. Lay it on me. Are you, are you sitting down? <laughs> There's been a lot of calls for the CFL to go to four downs. I'm going to oblige these people. Oh, my God. In the first quarter, there will be four downs. In the second (laughs) quarter, there will be three downs. In the third quarter, there will be two downs. In the fourth quarter, there
2: will be one down. I love
0: it. I feel like that would be watchable.
1: And then I think, but I think the one like caveat would be uh, that the first to get a first down to make it work, the first down in the first quarter would be 15 yards, um, then 10, then five, and then I don't know what I make it like three, so you could like right. run it. You could hypothetically run it every time to try to get three yards, but you only have one down to do it.
0: I like that. Um, That's really good. <laughs> All right, here is my like. This is my sincere one.
2: Mine was also sincere. Also,
0: (laughs) mine was very. How exciting! I forgot. (laughs) Yeah, no. I said. That's why I said
2: my sincere. Your sincere.
0: Okay. The league needs now. I this is crazy because I don't think it will ever happen. The league needs to be more transparent with their money, specifically contracts. The reason American sports like the NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA are or really just the NBA and uh, football, to be honest, are year-round sports is because of the free agency period, and people get to sit home and be armchair GMs and say, would you pay him, and yada, yada, yada. CFL has the wildest free agency of any league, and yet it's hindered because we, the fan, don't have the opportunity to talk about the money side of things. Now, bit by bit that's happening uh, with people like Dave Naylor, and Farhan Lalji tweeting out those numbers and giving us an inside look. But if that was just a consistent thing that the league did, this pod, this podcast would have been more in-depth. I would have spent more time on CFL.ca and that they would have made more money off of me with advertisers on their websites just like that. So open up the books. And secondly, people have been calling for this. This is not a fresh take. This is... but like all or nothing from Amazon prime uh, drive first drive to survive esque series where they do an in-depth look at a team throughout the season, hard knocks. I think that would be really interesting content to see the inner workings of a team. And I think that would be a good way to drive traffic.
2: <laughs> I, at- I think the most outlandish idea, if you're in the league office is to invest in any um, sort of like media So I agree that that would be outlandish indeed, Um, but but to to your point, John, on salaries, I think that might have a negative effect. Um, Did you see Did you see Shaq Richardson's tweet? No, um, from the weekend. So he said, uh, "It's simple. It's very sorry. It's very simple, really. If you pay CFL players like we are professional athletes, popularity of the sport will grow." playing football is worth more than 150k a year canadian at that if fans make more than players it's a junior league i think it is a problem to really just open the the uh the register and just see like okay everybody here is making like less than the median canadian it it does feel like it is a hobby league at that point
0: i don't know i i hear ya but i i don't agree with that I think leagues like MLS and currently the NWSL have grown substantially through better exposure when their contracts are known. But yeah, I, I can under. I think his. I I don't think that. Yeah, I can I can see that.
2: I think it's an optic thing because yeah. you know. I even something like well, even something like my my other outlandish one is transfer fees. Yeah, but at that point. But at that point, you really are just admitting that we are the, not admitting, but, because I, I don't think the CFL is the, like, little brother league. Like, it's a different league. Like No, it's a, yeah. It, and so by saying we're a transfer fee, we're by implementing transfer fees, that says to everybody, like, we are the farm team and a majority of our revenue comes from developing players that we ship off to the states. And okay, I think that's a... An incorrect and a bad optic to adopt.
0: That is interesting, though.
2: Tyler, spice it up.
1: All right, taking a page out of the NHL's book here. Okay. Once a, once a year, you can make it whatever. Make it the Banjo Bowl. Whatever. Make it, make it some a spicy matchup. Toronto, Hamilton. Outdoors like that will be played at Ellesmere Island, the most northern point of Canada. <laughs> and all proceeds from the game, TV revenue, add all stuff. Will all be donated to Indigenous peoples? Oh, that's a good idea.
2: Huge. I feel
1: like that is a good idea. <laughs> you should. I do you were gonna that you're going to say
2: that uh, the games are going to be played outdoors?
1: No, just the most northern point of Canada. I thought that. i cool. like that to, put, like to that. put a field up there, and uh, yeah. All right. My i final, have, I, have, if I only have there more.
2: was some sort of hell freezes over thing like TCU had, and oh. you could you could have like the hell freezes over bowl, oh, where so it's. Like the coldest day of the year, yeah.
1: And let the, let like a let like a Native American artist or the kids who uh, some of the kids like design the uniforms or something like that for the game. Put like, oh. like, dude. Like, these
0: are good ideas.
2: Yeah, we gotta can't release this podcast. We gotta take we gotta this gotta get a, gotta, to, we to Randy. We gotta, we gotta get uh, Randy on the horn. Right.
0: My other idea: this is to build the American fan base. They should purchase the Shups and Preds podcast, hire all contributing members to full-time positions, and just make us a content machine. That would impact the bottom line, and I tell you that.
2: Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. That's not even outlandish. The topic is outlandish, I feel like that just is like the best thing. way toward, forward. Yes.
0: <laughs> Tyler, you had some spice, you said?
1: Yeah, uh... So, I really hate extra points just in general. They're stupid. They the. Mm, this is a fight.
2: This is a good one.
1: Uh, I like rugby extra points where oh where God. the ball was scored, that's where you that is the sort of you can pick your distance, uh, but you must kick it from the same uh, what would you call it uh, parallel,
0: whatever you want to You're- call it. So in rugby it's where the ball is placed down in the end zone
1: so that would be this would be where you either caught it in the end zone like that like parallel or like or where, cross you, to, where you cross
0: the goal the goal line yeah I, yeah that spices it up. I don't they, know I will say so many of both the NFL or so just many, get rid of or just get rid of the yeah if do I'm so getting many rid of the changes concern <laughs> extra points though and kicking kick it's it's kickoffs and extra points seem to be the focal point of so many rule changes. And I, feel like I think extra points kicker. are
2: inherently extraneous. Like I don't understand, I don't where they came from. Like the whole the the point from rugby, is they the came touchdown. Why well, not where rugby. it came from? Like I'm not saying where did it come? Yeah. Where did rugby get it? Like why is there an extra thing? Like the whole point is why not make the, <laughs> <laughs> the why not make the TD seven, seven points? If you're going to give out seven points, I don't understand. And it makes more sense in rugby because there's some challenge of okay do i take the extra effort to get to the towards the middle of the field like it all makes sense to score I, I a try have,
0: i have i have but more. it's just silliness just rapid fire us tyler all
1: right no yeah. ineligible receivers anyone can get the ball <laughs> good uh once a year a leather helmet week is where all the games are flavored <laughs> leather helmets where everyone instead. gets concussions I actually think it would actually have the in- inverse effect that you would tackle without being an idiot and, like spearing people with your helmet and like dropping your shoulder into somebody's skull and people would probably actually like, <laughs> wrap up properly. So I
2: think they'd have you, I agree but you'd have to do like a month's worth of practice because <laughs> you just they could they roll up the morning of <laughs> not re-edu- <laughs> re- re-education camps <laughs> for Oh, totally. Well, they get into the the heat of the moment, and they're just going This the the animal instinct kicks in and they go top of the dome right to the gut break their neck. I would. I I I got got that would be bad.
1: Instead of an all star game, it's a heavyweights bowl. Everybody that plays in the the game has to be over three hundred pounds, um. So they can play whatever. Like they fill the positions with those players. So we get to see like a a lineman like playing quarterback and stuff like that. Instead of like a instead of like an all star game, that would be the all star game.
2: Or long. if we do upside down day uh-huh. where um everyone under three under well, you, 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 some guys are out in the cold, sorry about that. Under two fifty on the line oh. over three hundred <laughs> behind the line. Oh no. <laughs> yes. So then you've got the uh oh, D V at three hundred fifty pound okay, dv's okay, barreling okay. down on Brandon Banks.
1: Okay, I got this. Uh An ability to, like, have a live vote of which play that the coach should run. Uh, There's
0: already a league that does this, and it was not successful. (laughs) Is it the Lingerie lingerie Football League? Johnny Manziel played in it. The
1: Lingerie Football League? That's weird.
0: No, the uh, the Choose the Play League.
1: Did I ever tell you that I went to a Lingerie League football game? Because somebody invited me when I first moved to Washington, and it was the weirdest thing I've ever been to in my life. I what believe
2: was it. that clientele like?
1: Oh boy, it was Who rough. Who goes
2: to that on like?
1: They, uh, they It was played at <laughs> the, the the Seattle Thunderbirds play. It was played there. Yeah, it's where And show and, uh, and at halftime, they had oh, they had a guy. The, the entertainment at halftime, or part of part of the all air quote entertainment, was that <laughs> one guy was standing in the end zone, and he was given a ball, and he had to try to make it past the fifty. And, like, one of these lingerie football players <laughs> was going to tackle him. <laughs> and she goes, she goes to tackle him. And he stiffs arms her. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and she wraps her wraps on the legs. But he, like, drags her to the end of the last, like, five <laughs> yards to, 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 to get there without
2: being is it telegraphed at this thing? Like that? the whole point is that you are going to let a woman tackle you? Or did does he yes. just not?
1: Yes, he knows. <laughs> <And>
2: he just, <laughs> again, animal instincts. You get there in the heat of the moment. Like the schoolyard mentality kicks in. You're like, and I'm getting across and won, this And he won, line. like, I,
1: I don't know. He won a, a, like a car detailing or something silly like that. Like he <laughs> Jeez. <didn't> like...
0: <laughs> Jeez. That is grim, man.
1: So maybe maybe a game where all the, all the boys play in lingerie just for the ladies, you know? Got to spice it up for the get, get the... get more of a female audience. We haven't considered uh, that, have we?
0: We, ha- we have now.
2: What about... Uh, uh, this is not my... This is, I don't have anything for this, but obviously there is a challenge with American and global players, but specifically Americans, not staying the entire year. Um they've made some inroads. I mean there are some guys I can't remember exactly what it was. Maybe it was maybe it was Jeff Coat who talked about moving or Willie attempting to move. It was Jefferson. Yeah, moving his family up there full time. Revoke um, their
1: visa and deport them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're right. So yeah, you're that's...
2: saying the way to it is to partner with
0: the American so, government.
2: So Randy, yeah, Randy needs to talk to Joe and get Joe <laughs> to I don't know, like reverse cancel the visa. Okay. All right. Well, that's that makes sense. I mean there's there's something there. But yeah, I think that's a challenge. Um I mean we know how um you know, throughout the off season uh the like the Blazers players will be around town and, and Damian um, Lillard Toyota. Yeah, so they're they're just they're part of the community throughout the year and then especially in the summer when um you know or early spring during the off season, um they can just still be part of the community, yes. um, year round. So I think it, it is difficult to have a hard stop at the Grey Cup, and then ramp it up again in preseason. Would it be nice to have that continuity all year round?
1: Can they gas up the draft a little bit more?
0: That's uh, tough. You got to get commitment to youth sports first. Okay. Because I don't. It's... I think the 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 value of the draft is seeing guys you're already invested in move to that left next level so it's u sports has got to keep growing which i think they are like i would say this season i saw way more u sports stuff on twitter than i ever have before
1: yeah because and, that's what gets if you're going to draw i mean talk about really like make, improving the league yeah you got to get players excited about the cfl and one agree. of the ways to get them excited i mean you've seen it with college football it's annoying, but like when these kids are like posting, high school kids post pictures on Twitter, and they're like, "Where am I going to school?" and it's got like twelve logos on it. And you're like, "Dude, just like whatever, man, pick one." But for them, somewhere. It's, but for them, it's exciting, right? Yeah. Like, and so uh, I think the the kids that get drafted in the CFL don't get that shine. They don't feel like they get that shine at all.
0: I th- I would say I think what we've proven here is that there's a litany of ways to right the ship, and so we just need to get some creativity in the front office.
1: I, I, they can hire me next week I, I don't charge very much if they pay me 80 grand a year i will move to canada not very much oh, i know God you guys it. are strapped for cash all i need is 80 grand yeah but think about the value i'm providing i'm bringing no, no, i'm bringing, I get it. I'm bringing money the into reggie the league. bagleton like, of admin <laughs> like i'm a net i'm a net i'm, I'm a net positive like they're, they're yeah they're investing 80 in me and they're gonna get about Two hundred and fifty to $300,000 back on me oh. a year.
0: <laughs> Dude, I, that's fair. That's fair. Know your value. All right. Well, we are going to wrap this up for listener feedback this week. Send us your outlandish ideas to turn, this, turn the CFL around, to make it more exposed. Uh, whatever sounds good to you. And we will read them off on the pod. Before we leave, we're going to leave you guys with some content recommendations. Well,
2: you've got a quote first. Yeah, come on. I will will
0: end with the quote.
2: End with that, okay.
0: I will start with my TV recommendation Yellow Jackets on Showtime here in the United States. It is the best show I have seen. Best first season. Most into a show I have been since Game of Thrones in its heyday. Um, I'm completely enamored with it. It's a great show. Check it out, Yellow Jackets. Matt, Tyler, you guys got anything? (laughs)
2: Yes, Um, I've got three movies for you: Lady Bird, Little Women, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And as a fourth, Shin Godzilla. These are the movies that I've seen the most over the last like two years, and they're all excellent. And you've never been all all great, all great. I really specifically love the films of greta gerwig i watched little woman uh week or so ago and ladybird last night it's just so deeply felt and uh and 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 deeply felt that's the best way to describe it like it's a very um good movie which i love good so good the best
1: all right tyler uh, i'll recommend licorice pizza
2: oh yeah i gotta pop
1: uh quite quite good, enjoyed it. Uh, very good movie. Saw it in 70mm. If you, you can find movie. it in 70mm, I would say watch it. It was very very beautiful to watch in 70mm. If you can't, that's okay. Watch it digital. Um, season 6 of Downton Abbey. Gosh, it is, uh, it is... We've
2: got the movie coming out soon.
1: It is the most satisfying end season of a show. Not because it's amazing, but because everything gets tied with the perfect bow. Like every character gets an ending, and there's just all these characters. If you've watched the show, and it's it's, I will watch the last season again at some point just to feel the feeling of like, oh, everybody gets their sort of like happy ending at the end of it. Uh, it's an, it's fantastic. Uh,
2: have you seen the uh, the movie?
1: I have not seen the movies. I'm kind of there's worried. I'm one kind one of movie. Okay, I'm kind of and there's coming out the second. I'm and kind of worried about another watching. one's coming out. Yeah. Yeah, kind of
0: terrifying. I, I, I haven't
2: seen the show, so I like the movies. Or the movie. All right,
0: and I will leave you all with a quote from a book I am reading. The book is called Upstream, Searching for Wild Salmon from River to Table. Uh, author is Langdon Cook. And this quote is from Renee Henry, who's a – he works for Trout Unlimited. He's the director of science in California. He says – We spend a lot of money trying to engineer things that will allow us to keep behaving the same way. Think on that and we will talk to you soon.